0: Welcome to the latest advocacy edition of the AUA's podcast, The Inside Track. We are joined today by the AUA's coding education trainer, Edna Maldonado, to talk about coding for BCG and to answer some questions that have come up in the AUA's coding hotline. So earlier this year, a new HixPix code went into effect for providers who use less than a full 50 milligram vial of BCG for one patient. Edna, what was the rationale for this new code?
1: That's correct, Casey. A new code did come out into effect. That code is HixPix J9030. So that way there can be more accurate billing on this HixPix code. So... Prior to that, the practice was able to bill 50 milligrams for one vial, one unit. So now they're going to be able to separate um, the milligrams.
0: So what do AUA members, urology practice managers, and coding professionals need to know about using J9030?
1: So there's a couple of things. The first thing that it's important is to make sure that they check with their insurance companies Uh, regarding the BCG billing. Uh, Having a new J code does not mean that the insurers or let's say your local Medicare carriers are actually going to allow for partial or split billing of the BCG, which that has been one of the top questions. While CMS has stated that the policy allows billing for less than the full vial of BCG, They also did state that ultimately the Medicare Administrative Contractors, which is the MAC, will determine the payment or not. And secondly, it's important to know that this code is to be billed by unit and not by vial. So if you perform, let's say the practice, if they perform an installation of a full vial of BCG, then they're gonna need to report 50 units because it has 50 milligrams. If you bill for one unit, which that has been the problem, uh, the reimbursement is gonna be like $2.44, which is the allowable um, for the milligrams. But if you do that, then you're gonna have to do a corrected claim and you're gonna have to resubmit the amount of units that was actually administered to the patient.
0: What are the consequences that you're seeing when people are incorrectly coding it and they're actually coding by the vial? What what can that result in?
1: So denials, and that's what we've been getting a lot through the coding hotline. We've been getting uh, questions. We submitted uh, BCG. We used the new code, the J9030, and we put one unit and we're only getting reimbursed for the $2 and 44 cents. So there's been quite a few practices. So I thought that it was important not only to inform these practices with the article that we put out, but it's also important for us to do this type of podcast. One of the questions that I received is, if we do 25 milligrams, how much units do I bill? So if you're doing 25, milligrams you're going to bill for 25 units and that's just to remember you're billing it by unit so the amount of units they administer that's the amount the amount of milligrams is going to be the amount of units that they bill so if they're billing the 25 milligram of course we want to be able to let the practice know that they're also gonna bill the CPT code 51720, which is the uh, bladder installation code, Mm -hmm. and they're also gonna bill the J9030, and then they're gonna go to column, if they're looking at their uh, CMS 1500 claims form, under uh, 24G, they're going to bill 25 units on that line. Again, if they bill the one unit, they're only going to get paid that $2.44. So they have to remember the BCG is a single vial use. If you actually use less than the vial, there's also a JW code that you want to be able to submit for the drug that
0: is being discarded. Yeah, I know we're under a BCG shortage here in the United States and that some groups have proposed split-vial dosing versus discarding unused BCG. They're using this as an option to maximize patient access to the drugs. What do you know about this, and and what do practices need to know about this?
1: So like I stated, the BCG comes, it's a single-use vial. But given the shortage, there are practices that are separating one vial into multiple doses, um, to make sure that their patients, of course, are getting the drug that is needed. For that instance, what we have recommended practices to do is to make sure that their insurance carriers are allowing for the practice to do split billing. They have to call the, the carriers to double check. Um, some carriers are not allowing it. Plus, we don't want the practice to go into violation with state laws. So we want to make sure that they do it correctly. Um, Second, it's carrier discretion, whether they're going to reimburse or not, if it's going to be for multiple um, usage. So we recommend that the practices, again, contact their insurance carrier before um, splitting a vial between patients. And also, they want to make sure that they get patient consent. So if you're going to a practice, I know that I would like to get consent if there is one vial that I'm supposed, it's usually for one patient, but if that vial is going to be used for multiple, I think it's only fair to let the patient know that they're not getting the full exact vial for that medication. So they're going to get just a portion of it. Let the patient sign a consent. You know, um, let them know that they're just going to get a portion of it. So if the insurance carriers, let's say I call the insurance carrier and I want to double check if a certain carrier will allow me to provide one vial for three patients. If that insurance carrier tells me, no, we cannot do that because of their policy then I'm not going to be able to do it for that particular carrier, right? But if I call, let's say, another carrier and they say, we're just gonna pay you for the amount that you bill, um, I may be able to go ahead and use it for other patients. If not, then I would recommend to use the JW modifier, which means that that rest of that medication is gonna be discarded, it's not going to be used for anyone else.
0: Thanks for pointing that out. When we talked about the laws in the state permitting split billing, um, do you want to mention anything more about state laws and and split billing?
1: So that is something that we want to be careful of here at the AUA. I don't want to say, go ahead and do the split billing. I want to make sure that they actually call the practices. When I say they, is the practice is responsible to actually call these carriers to Mm -hmm. find out if they can or cannot do it. It is something that it has been a little tricky uh, to recommend these practices to go ahead and do this split billing. So that's why in one of the first articles that we released when this code specifically came out, that was the first question. It is to make it easier for the practices because the previous code was dedicated just for one vial so now that they made this code is specifically so that way you can bill it by units what the practice does is up to the practice um, just double checking that it is okay with their state and it is okay with the carriers and also the patient because the patient overall they're the ones that are getting this treatment so you want to make sure that you have those 3 at least covered. If you're okay with that, the in- insurance carriers are okay with that, then it's okay for you to do what the insurance, you know, allows for
0: you to do. And the genesis of this entire podcast has come from a lot of frequently asked questions Correct. that you have been getting on the AUAs coding hotline can you tell us any anything else that has come up on the coding hotline in regards to what we were discussing today that might be useful information for folks to learn about
1: one of the main things that we decided to do thought that it was pertinent to go ahead and do this was because when we get phone calls through the coding hotline uh we may get one or two but when we're getting several phone calls and they're from different states and it's for the same trend, which is we billed for the new code for BCG, but we only got reimbursed $2.44. So of course, we tried to explain to them how many units did they provide, and now we have to educate them and letting them know, now you're gonna have to take that claim You're gonna have to do a corrected claim and you're gonna have to provide the additional units. They already paid you for one, now you have to add the additional units to get paid for. So whenever things like that happen, whether it's a new code change or any information that we need to put out across to our members, if we see that the members are having any type of issue, any denial or any concerns, We're only going to know if they actually call us at the coding hotline, right? So if they don't call us, we're not going to know. So I thought that this was great that we have several practices from different states because it can be confusing when something new changes come into play. So it's always good that they reach out. And not only for the coders and the billers, but also for the physicians, so that way they can know exactly what to document, so that way their coders and billers will know exactly the amount of units that they
0: need to bill. Do you have any other final thoughts that you want to leave us with on today's A-Way Inside Track podcast?
1: Always double check with the insurance carrier, and also um, making sure because each carrier has their own policies. Each state may have their own laws and procedures and guidelines in place. So it's always good to double check to make sure you get you know clean claims out, so that way you can get
0: um, reimbursed properly. You can call the AUA's coding hotline at one eight six six ring AUA that's 1-866-746-4282 selecting option three and you'll receive answers to some of the toughest coding questions that you might have and they're certified professional coders on our staff such as miss Edna Maldonado who we have on today's podcast again this is unlimited access for premium AUA practice managers network subscribers so PMN subscribers do receive unlimited access to this code Coding Hotline. And then there's rates for non-PMN subscribers as well. So live agents such as Edna are available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And for more, you can also email hotline at AUANet.org. That's coding hotline at AUANet.org. Our guest today, Edna Maldonado. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you for listening to the AUA Inside Tracks podcast, an official podcast of the American Urological Association. For more information, please visit auanet.org.